0: Hello, and welcome to this season of the Feminist Voices podcast. My name is Raleigh, and I'm one of the 2019-2020 Feminist Narratives Coordinators. This season, we sat down with student artists at Stanford to talk about their artistic journeys and to learn about how they maintain their creative practices while at Stanford, For this episode, I sat down with Angel to hear about her work as a writer, filmmaker, producer, and more. We hope you enjoy!
1: Uh, My name is Angel Smith. I use she, they pronouns. I practice many different genres, many different styles, I would categorize myself as a um, multimedia and multidimensional artist. Oh. And what are some of the things that fall within your multidimensions? Um, so I came to art through poetry and journaling specifically. I wrote a novel and a screenplay, and so I'm just like all over the board when it comes to like dif- um, what words can do and the power that words have. But I'm starting to transform those the rhythm of writing into music and beat production as well as filmmaking um, and photography and I f- all of the experience or the the different techniques that I pick up from each of these different styles really just informs how I carry myself and allows me to turn uh, my being uh, into a performance in itself and um, like when I engage in like modeling or acting and things like that
0: mm-hmm. And was there a specific point in your life where you realized that you wanted to be an artist or was it something that you just kind of came naturally to, or both?
1: I think I never considered myself as an artist really until I got to, until um, I got here to Sanford. I, coming up writing was just something I did in my room, in my bed to uh, feel better. I, I started collecting um, quotes of like my favorite writers. Um, And I think that's when I really started to look at art as something that could be admired and something that um, was a form respectable, but also a form that allowed me to express things that I didn't know how to express. And so I think when I started changing how I looked at art was when I really started seeing, oh, this is a place that has space for me as well. Um, And so when I got to campus, and I started writing, writing poetry, not being in any sort of like collective or anything like that, but just writing for myself, I found, I was like, ah, so <laughs> all right, this is something that like, that fuels me. And that is the idea of fuel of what gives me power, what gives me the strength to get up in the morning and like keep pushing is that investment in art and the space that um, art gives me to breathe. And so I think... When I started to see that writing was allowing me to breathe better and, and be more whole, I saw myself as an artist because that's really like what gave my life purpose.:
0: And um, how do you maintain or sustain your practice while at an institution like Stanford?
1: Indeed, that is the trick. Um, <laughs> that is the game indeed. Um, I think for me, it was especially hard starting out joining a bunch of like writing writing groups and film collectives and everything, I was like, okay, so I'm gonna do all these extracurricular things about art or even trying to keep up with my label and, and having like weekly meetings with my family about okay, how do we what's this next song we're working on and scheduling meetings for that. And so part of it is Google Calendar became my best friend, you know, or <laughs> organizing things and finding time to dedicate specifically for art is very crucial to me and, and my well being. But also I've learned and found value in using the class structure to my advantage so something i like to do is whenever there is a class project that requires or allows for creative alternative i'm always doing a creative alternative uh, without a doubt and what's so beautiful and what i really love about my work is that everything i do is somehow connected to the world building I do towards um, specifically a place that I refer to as Neverland. Mm-hmm. Um, so all, no matter the project, no matter the medium or genre, it's all connected to this, this place of healing and, and trauma, to be honest. But it's a place where I can take whatever class and whatever topic we're learning about, whether it's Afrofuturism or new materialism was a really interesting one that did this for me, but it allows me to... Take the lessons and things I'm learning from each of these classes and put them together in a project that I would see myself doing anyways Mm -hmm. and so a lot of the classes I've been in those final projects have been part of my personal portfolio as an artist so it's something where like I'm now very comfortable to say that it's not like balancing between the two but it's how do I make these the same world Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't have all the time in the world and time is a very liminal aspect of everybody's existence and so how can I use that to my benefit in order to make something that's impactful whether it's for a quarter or whether it's for just a piece in the large puzzle of my life.
0: And you sort of mentioned doing a bunch of extracurriculars and like kind of finding your spaces. What has it been like sort of building those creative communities on this campus?
1: So I came to find my creative community I think very organically um, in a way that I lived in in Burbank my freshman year which is the art store um, or this they have italic there and that's where I was really surrounded by a bunch of creative thinkers and um, a lot of my close friends now are from from my freshman dorm and who are fantastic artists painters um, and things like that and that that allowed me to see that my community of friends is also my community of artists um, and using that to be connected to uh, my co-director of Spoken Word Collective, who was also from the, my freshman dorm in Burbank. Um, and so one finding that a lot of my friends are in pre-established organizations like Stanford Spoken Word Collective, and using our friendship as a way to learn more about these organizations um, and build community, but also start community with my friends. For example, the restorative film collective started by uh, Sequoia was one that was like, I'm interested in film and this is a, a friendship connection that I've had for um, a while and now there's like community yeah, I have the opportunity to engage in this community um, and so when I step into the community whether it's film or or spoken word it's really just like a place where we can like hang out and explore and I think it feels safe to create art there and that's really what building a community is for me it's like can I cultivate or embody a space where people can come and think as freely as they want. And that can take different shapes depending on the organization. But I think at the root of all of them is uh, a community of care and and healing and respect that we give to each other as people and as artists.
0: How can art be an inspiration for activism?
1: So whenever I think about the role of art, I um, think about the mission statement that me my brother and um, my cousins created for our company, which is, as a collective, we will embody light to help eradicate darkness and fear and illuminate a world of peace, unity, harmony, and love. And so all of my work is rooted in capital L Love, and I think to really love is a radical idea in itself because it it requires us to to take down those barriers and see the world in a way that is unseen, is, is buried, is is silenced way too often and so i feel the role that art has is is to give a voice to things that are voiceless or to give a lens to see something which is always there but is always there in a way that i think activism is is fighting for the the existence of either a topic or or a message or an idea really that something is valid and something is worth being period um and so to i i take the idea into all of my art that just existing in this space where there's so many forces especially forces working against black people um so many forces that don't want us to exist that don't want us to breathe or have a space um to have our voice i'm i i believe that my work in the in the simplest form of activism is just is just to do the work doing the work is my activism because if I'm not going to do it, then I'm, I'm letting these external forces control or have um, agency over my life and my being. And so art is really just a way to say, like, fuck you to like mm-hmm. any, any sort of force that deems my, my ideas or, or my politics as irrelevant or against the norm because there are no norms. Do you know what you want your art to say when you
0: begin your process? Like, what is the process of making like for you?
1: So the process of making has definitely shifted for me in the last year, especially. I, when I first started to come to writing, I feel like to some extent I did know what I was doing because it was a lot of times just self um, introspection and like, oh, this is what I'm feeling. Of course, I'm going to write it down like this is what it makes sense to me and this is what it sounds like. And yes, a lot of times that sounds like metaphorical or it's like put and expressed through a story, but now that i am stepping into different mediums i'm starting to see that i really have no idea what i'm doing (laughs) not even close um thinking about my last project uh which is a poetic um, production i had never done any sort of playmaking directing staging costume like nothing i've never done any of that before and so stepping into it i started to embark on the journey knowing that i didn't know what i was doing and i didn't really know anything that it would like what the final product would look like until it was happening and I think that's very much so the nature of my work that I'm starting to see and that I have to find comfort in I asked the artist Amara Smith um, during one of her artist talks about like exactly like sort of this question what do you how do you approach art when you're sort of you're blocked or I've been in a creative writing block and I'm like how do how do I be, how do I exist, right? If this is my form of expression, how do I do that if these channels through which I do it are blocked or if I can't see what it's going to look like? I don't know what I want to say. I don't even, yeah, I don't even know what I want to say. So how do I, what does that mean then for the, the value that I find in it if I don't even know what I'm really doing it for in the beginning? But I think what her response was is that is the work of walking into the darkness. It's, you have to be okay with not knowing and open yourself up to for the universe to speak through me. And because I'm not the source, I am just like a channel. i very much feel like a a channel for, for other higher forces and higher dimensions to speak through me and, and translate whatever message I need to in that moment. And so part of not knowing and part of my process is stepping into whatever space and putting as much intention into it as possible and trusting trusting the universe and trusting spirit to transform and translate whatever needs to be translated and usually that that'll that'll manifest however it manifests i i went into the space with intention of of reflection and thinking about how do i express myself how do i look at myself and i was like hmm like a mirror so could be like very helpful in this and then i look i scanned the room and this is a room in robley with like they were lockers in there and like chairs just really a bunch of miscellaneous stuff and then tucked in the corner was like a mirror and I was like wow so just like moments like that where it's like I don't know what I'm doing but someone does and I'm just going to trust or someone somewhere does um and I'm just going to trust these forces that have brought me to this point to continue to carry me on. And
0: the last question is what is something that you believe is central and or essential to your craft?
1: That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I think There's so many elements that come to my mind at first as far as um, some of the things I just touched on is um, trust and in the forces around me, but I think something that looking forward that I think is going to be very essential in making sure I continue to be as authentic to myself as possible is not letting anything steal the joy that I find in in making art because when I think about the joy that I found in poetry at first it was really just like a place where I was like I never felt the high of like being in performance or being giving having that sacred space to to just be relentlessly myself was so so valuable and now that my art is entangled with my career and the capitalist nature of making art for not for art's sake, but for survival, um, entangles a lot more more weight onto making art that sort of messes with, or it could um, potentially um, distort the way that I, I view my artistic production. But if I centralize joy and, and play in my practice, then I think it becomes not something that is supposed to look any sort of way, right? There's no, oh, you, this is this is a bad film because it has X Y Z qualities. It's no, I had fun with this, and even if it fails, I learned something from it. Um, and so I think essential to my practice is is the the messiness and the failure and the the falling down in order to get back up that comes with making my art a source of play and a source of I always I just come back to the word play because there's no there's no sort of restrictions I think. When it comes to letting myself just be and breathe and and exist, and all of those were are some of the the core fundamentals that have always been a part of my work. Is just being is enough, and it's a form of art, and and breathing roots it all to me. Our breathing grounds all of these elements, because if I if I'm not breathing, I'm not gonna see clearly. I'm not gonna feel it in my heart, um, and. Yeah, breathing is just a reminder that if I'm truly doing art, and I'm truly putting my artistic vision into a project, it's allowing me to, to breathe in a way that I'm seeing with my third eye, I'm seeing with the lens of my ancestors, I am, I'm just, I'm able to really call it something that is, like, my work, because it is so rooted in everything that Makes me me. Don't a life,
0: don't give without putting a fight the so like the water. Go ahead and in the water. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week where we speak with Michelle about her practice as a visual artist and writer. Set just so free like the water, go ahead and wait in the water. Flow like the water, flow like the waves of the water. Set just so free like the water, go ahead and wait in the water. Flow like the water, flow like, like the waves of the water.